God? <laughs> yes. Are you my mother? Um, I mean, technically, yeah. I guess I would say that. So that solves this episode. Oh, we, oh that's it? That's all you want to know about motherhood? We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. Thank you for tuning in. No, I, don't leave. No, no. Don't I leave think we yet. covered it. Still I'm, got your phone number. I'm everyone's mother. You the end. damn. Come on. All right. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about the miracle of life. Yeah, so that's our that's our theme today is motherhood. Yeah, what a precious experience that is. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh at that? What's funny about that? Well, there's a lot of propaganda that goes to try to like make it seem precious and ethereal and angelic-like. And you're just like, it's gross and necessary, and that's that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh-huh. I didn't think people were going to start taking photos of them... You know, with drapes flying in the wind, holding their bellies. Oh, okay. You, I had to recontext my brain. I was like, photos of them draped in the hospital room? No, that's not what you're talking about. You're no. talking about mommy glamour shots? Yeah, mommy glamour shots. What's wrong with that? That's a beautiful thing. Oh, listen, I love that there's a positive attitude about it. You know, people people gotta breed. You know, it'll happen. <laughs> it'll happen whether you like it or not sometimes. Right. That's interesting. So if we decided to stay celibate, would you rework away pregnant yeah like spores like would we start spores why would i do that you said it was going to have to happen one way or another no i mean if you're having sex a lot you know things happen it'll be the odds are initially go in your favor (laughs) no you can have sex a whole bunch in all kinds of different ways and not get pregnant yeah you can flip it's actually a very small window where you are fertile a lot of people don't actually realize this but um you know when you're careless and you and you get really excited, and in the moment, anything can happen. What do you just? Do your <laughs> pathways open up more, or what does that mean? I don't know. Listen, Wait a second. This, are, are you trying to tell me you don't understand how ovulation works? Uh no. You're I'd, a grown ass man. I don't read a book. I I understood it much more when I was in high school and middle school, learning that stuff. And you forgot it. Well, yeah, I have a, I have to cram my head with a lot more different things, and I f- may have forgotten. Wow, the physics of ovulation. I I for a long time thought you were super woke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In California, since when is that the territory of being woke? I didn't I, know you had to be mother woke. Well, here's the thing. I'm curious. Isn't that enough? Um, no, it's not. Wow. I I'm going to tell you, fifty percent of the population is female. And you don't know how ovulation works? Well, ovulation is like 3% of the person. Uh, So uh 3% of 50%. So 1.5% of my reality, and we're just talking about humans, has Mm -hmm. to do with ovulation. So forgive me if the largest slice of my brain pie is not divided towards ovulation statistics and physics. And you're good with that defense? Yeah, you know I'm great with that defense. Okay. That is mathematically locked down. All right. Well, let me put it this way. You like having sex with your partner? Sure. Yeah. Do you do you want to have a baby right now? No. Okay. Don't you think it's worth a quick Google search to find out how not to get her pregnant? Because I'll tell you this. You've Googled a lot of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that take up way less than 3% of your lifetime. Yes. Do, should we go down Zach's Google search history? Okay. Uh, I will be the first to start. I Googled Ahsoka Tano today. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and she is an animated Jedi. 
right. in the Clone Wars series. Right. So you're telling me if we explained ovulation through Star Wars terms, mm -hmm. you would take interest? More interest, yes. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> okay. I don't even need to make fun of that. You're, you're, you're digging your own grave here, man. Okay. It, do you want to educate me? Because why do I need to know it if condoms exist? Say that again. Why do I need to know ovulation if condoms exist in the world and I get to wear them and then have peace of mind? So you think that the only thing that comes along with ovulation is just not getting your partner pregnant? Oh, well... It's not about learning about her, her cycles, the way her body works. Oh, no, that's important, too. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'm in tune with... Super, I'm in tune with super the... super important now. I'm in tune with cer when certain things happen month to month. Uh-huh. I know that You much. know, periods are part of the ovulation cycle. Yes. What? Here's the thing. Obviously, I'm not a... Uh, a MacArthur Fellowship grant sure. uh, person when it comes to talking about motherhood. Yeah. And uh, apparently you wanted to lump ovulation in there. And sure. Part and parcel to Wait, the whole did thing. did you say no. I wanted to lump ovulation in there? Listen. It's pretty important. Yep. Sure. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Point is, I started this podcast and, uh, and I have to uh, take my lumps. Great show. Sure. My ovulatory lumps. Yeah. This is also the first time I've actually gotten to turn the tables on you. You usually come out swinging, God, why is this? Mm -hmm. You're frustrated about the stories. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you a homework assignment. All right. Learn how ovulation works. Okay. Great. Here's the thing. I'll start with, with my mother. Uh, I was born and I was a, um, a cesarean section. Mm-hmm. So uh, I always joke that I can kill Macbeth. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good joke. Get it? For all you theater kids out there. Because I was allegedly not a woman born. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now, that was mainly because I was 10 and a half pounds when I was born. No. Yeah. Well, I knew I was, that. You know that. Yeah. It's a big baby for those of you that don't know the general size of babies. Yeah. It was unfortunate. I really wanted to stay in. Well, you're stepping out into a big world. That's a scary thing. It Taking is a scary thing. Step. Uh, can babies remember anything in that transition from womb to world oh yes yeah. like what i mean they're experiencing it live you know they don't tell me word for word because you know they can't talk yet and i can't read mm -hmm. people's minds but they're very aware of what's happening you know but they forget it you're, Why you're not you... building as many memories at that time it's unnecessary keep that so that's the only reason that we forget it is because those memories are unnecessary that seems like a reality shifting and shaping thing that we would want to remember like the actual passage from that world into this world well your eyes are closed most of the time yeah think about that and then all of a sudden you're in the light you're getting pushed you're getting moved around you're just feeling things mm -hmm. tugging and pulling and pushing on your body mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're everything's really bright and then you know you don't even really see right away yeah what do you think when you look at a baby that's just been born, they're looking all over the place. Well, they no, can't they can't see anything. Yet. Their their vision gets farther yeah. as yeah. they age. You're still cooking. I mean, that's an important thing. Your body's growing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not the size of a baby, which means after you you left your mother's womb, you still were growing. Yeah, that's an important thing to remember. So we don't remember that transition because. Well, I'll even put it this way: you haven't built that part of your brain yet. So even babies up to, you know, roughly like 
three to five months. Mm -hmm. um, they can't remember. They don't have spatial memory. Yeah. Meaning like if you had a ball and you threw a blanket over there, they'd be like, where's that ball? They have no, no clue that the ball is still under the blanket. Right. Yeah. And you want them to remember being born? How cool would it be to be able to remember the two most psychedelic experiences of your life, <laughs> being born and dying? <laughs> like you're tripping out? Yeah. Uh, see, you're trying to imagine like, oh man, I'm, I'm going in this dark place and then I'm going through this tunnel and wouldn't it be cool to remember that? Uh-huh. That's not at all what it's like. W well, it still seems trying interesting. About where your head is located when you're coming out of your mother. I guess I wouldn't want to remember that. No. I mean, I was coming out of the tummy, so it was fine. Right. You want to remember your mother being cut open and then being pulled, having her intestines pushed aside so that it can get to you. I want to remember her strength. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Sure. I mean, God, yeah. dude, she made it through that. Yeah, she did. How crazy is that? Listen, women are powerful. They, they put up with a lot. They scooped me out like gelato. Yeah. Yeah. And she made it. And you should write this in your next Mother's Day card. Can I co-sign you? Sure, yeah. She would be knocked out. Great. You okay. should bring her on the show. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. What what's the what's the glow? The motherly glow? The the post pregnancy glow or the no, glow? No, people say that pregnant? when you're pregnant, you're glowing. You know, uh, there's a lot of things that go into the motherly glow. Mm -hmm. Um one thing is you are going through so much Physically and mentally, there, there is a constant state of nausea and anguish and depression and hormones fluctuating that any time you get a moment of rest where you feel like a person again, you are radiant. Hmm. You know, it really makes you appreciate basic, simple stuff. Also, you're fluctuating on hormones, so, so you're high a little bit. In those oh, moments. that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, your skin gets better. There's, for some people, everyone has a different response. You're cooking with different ingredients. Mm -hmm. You know, the main, main things are the same, but depending on who you are and who you're bred with. But there's nothing metaphysical about it. It's not like a perceived energy that people pick up on. It's just physical well, happenings. No, I, I say you could add a little metaphysical element to the fact that you know, you are experiencing connection in a way that only 50% of the population could ever experience. Mm -hmm. Like, you, Zach, can't imagine what it's like to house a creature inside you. And, and that you are uh, in a symbiotic relationship. It, it is there constantly. And, you know, you are responsible for something in a way that you as a male, unfortunately, can't fathom. Hmm. You know, you think about what food you're eating. It's not just for you. And now it sounds like a simple idea when you're trying to analytically, logically think about it, but it's a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You're growing something. Yeah. It takes time, patience. Yeah, you've got to think about two people at once. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm up for the task. <laughs> Honestly. You'll be fine. I mean, I think you should learn a little bit more about your partner's body, but you'll be fine. Okay, God, so let's bring on our next guest. Yes, Wait. let's do it. Or our only guest. Let's bring, let's bring a mother in the room, see what she has to say about all this. Yeah, I've been talking for <laughs> far too long about things that are way out of my pay grade. No, it's good. We got to learn a lot about you. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's, it's, 
it's too much and I don't like being exposed. You are the baby that I fear. I'm excited for your partner to listen to this episode. My God. I think you should share it with her. I think that I'll we're know gonna... if you didn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so today with us, we have a, a mother, mm-hmm. a fantastic mother. Yeah. And she is my good friend, Erin Steckerman. She's an actor. Mm-hmm. She's a creator of the award-winning Once Upon a Time, The Rock Opera. The Rock Opera. And off Broadway's Shame of Thrones, the musical, and mom of a 14-month-old mm-hmm. with another one on the way. Yep. Um, she is remarkable. Let's bring on Aaron. All right. But first, let's take a break. Mama, recording a podcast. Uh-huh. I got Aaron Stegerman. Oh, that's good. She gonna tell me something. What is up, Aaron? Uh, <laughs> not much. What's up, Aaron? I'm super honored by the the lead-in song there. Oh, I it, you inspired me. Oh, yeah, I'm you're shy. an inspiration. So, Mama. Yes. It is so good to have you here. Um, it's good to be here. You and I have done a lot of fun, creative things in the past. Uh, we've never really talked about... I don't know. We've just never really talked about the whole you being a mom <laughs> part of your I life. That time I went from being like a normal human to like suddenly birthing a human. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we start there? Can sure. Can we start by just you telling me like... What's it like? What are the highlights? I don't sure. know if you were listening what are before, the highlights? but Zach needs a lot of help. I was listening, and yeah, there there are some things to maybe just <laughs> say right. for general knowledge. Listen, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing my best. I remember everything that I was taught about male parts and how mm-hmm. they work. So I think it's a good idea to maybe remember the female stuff too. I can't even remember the difference between the vast deference, vast deference and yeah. the seminal vesicle. But Erin can. She can. That's the thing. It's across the board. Across it's the a board. talent. I don't remember it's on that my resume. biology. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Erin, tell us, tell us about being a mom. Being a mom is awesome. It's like every contradiction in one. So it's like mm. the greatest thing and the most difficult thing. Yeah. Um, it's like the most fulfilling thing, and then at times feels like the most unappreciated thing. Hmm. Um, but I mean. I can't go back, <laughs> like, now that I have my son. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Not that I want to. Um, and I wouldn't. Like, like life without uh, having a son or a child in general and then now having one, it's a million times more challenging, but it's it's just so different. It's, it's like you just kind of feel in line with the world in a way. Because, mm. yeah. I mean, you're creating, so it's the closest thing to godliness that sure, I think you yeah. can get to. Well, here's what I'll say. I mean, this is super important because we've talked about how you've gotten frustrated with my powers, uh, however you want to put them. It's the exact same thing as being a mother in the fact that you just make something and then you try to keep it alive. Mm. You know, you don't you yes. get to say your piece, but it doesn't mean it's going to do that thing. You get to give it all the information in the world. Doesn't mean it's going to listen. You know, you 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 hold it in your tummy and then you you put it out in the world and then it goes its own way. That's the whole human race to me. Yes, yes, and the unconditional love aspect too. Like sure. I know that I will always love him more than 
he will understand mm-hmm. or be able to until yeah. maybe he has a child if he, if that's something that happens but i know i totally went through like a month after giving birth like oh my god i was such a shit to my parents like i never <laughs> yeah. appreciated everything that they did and all the sacrifices and it's just a whole different thing well how did you come to the decision that you were ready to do this well, I I had a really um, lucky couple of years where I, I did the rock opera and then I did Shame of Thrones. We did a few cities with that. I had just come back from New York and um, I had been putting my body through so much stress, just overworking. And my husband and I had been talking about trying to have a baby that year, which was like 2017. Um, but there was so much going on and it just was not, just wasn't working. And then... When our uh, off-Broadway run ended in December that year, it was like a time where no- we had nothing scheduled. Like mm-hmm. nothing was on our, our slates for the <laughs> first had an time. Let's, yeah. let's have a baby. We had an opening. You were uh, so bored. So bored. You, <laughs> you started another project. <laughs> but it was one of those things where I knew I had to make some changes to uh, de-stress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, add a child to the mix. That should do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay. But it's um, a veritable meditation app. <laughs> and my husband was uh, in the show as well. He played called Drogo. And we both just came back. And I don't know. It just felt like the right time. Mm-hmm. And January, I was pregnant. Yeah. Because I started tracking ovulation. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, can you give us and our, and our fellow listeners that don't know how ovulation works just a quick rundown? So there's a period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh Let's say somebody is fairly regular, yeah. Uh, period wise. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making sure he's yogurt. Following. You know, yeah. Bowels. Uh, so th- during uh, like in a typical month, uh, a woman's fertile or ovulates for about twenty four hours. That's it. But there's a fertile window. You want to have sex two days before that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when you're most likely to conceive. Um, that's basically how that. That works. The cool. ovulation is like the yeah. egg is ready to accept the sperm. Yeah. Yeah. And if no sperm comes along, it's like, all it's, right, yeah. evacuate. Probably going to head out. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's a weird thing that I've heard women say? And I definitely had this experience getting, because I'm in my mid-30s, and as I started getting older, I had this experience. But women would kind of start to mourn, like, during their period. Like, mm, even if they weren't yeah. having sex, but, like, it, like, becoming a... A grief, yeah. almost like oh, there's their, not a child there. As they get as they get older, not everybody, but well, I've had a few friends say that. Wow, you've got a limited number of eggs. It starts becoming an, an unknown countdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something that's different between men and women, and the fact that men and women experience time differently. Um, women have a lot of moments that are these sort of point of no return moments that you can never go back from, mm-hmm. and men have a much more sort of gradual change so for example man he's a baby then he becomes a teenager you know and then he's a man until he's like in his late 60s or 70s and then there's a crash mm-hmm. whereas like yeah. a woman is like i'm a girl and then i have my first period and you can never go back and then you become a mother and you can never go back and then you have menopause you can never go back so there's constantly these walls that are coming towards you with time why did you feel the need to make men and women experience time differently like that? Yeah, I, that was my probably my biggest question coming on here is there's just a lot of, of differences gender disparity <laughs> between males and females when it comes to not only actual reproduction, but 
but in child rearing as well. There's mm-hmm. such a discrepancy. For example, yeah. Adam and Eve, they kind of messed that up. Yeah. And you were like, so Eve, childbirth's just really going to suck. And Adam, you're going to work really hard. Well, as- here's the problem is like <laughs> men can handle childbirth. Correct. Th- that's it. That's correct. Like you want to talk about like, oh, well, why do we have this burden? It's because you're more awesome in that particular category. I can attest to this. Yeah, we've talked about, well, you've experienced, um, you know, men being sick and how, how fragile they become instantly. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of things that that men can't handle the mental strain of pregnancy. Um, women in the strength that you have are far more fluid with everything. With your, with your sexuality, with your thoughts, with your emotions and needs. You know, you need that fluidity. And you also need that rigid, you know, strong but stubborn, stable thing. I also have a theory <laughs> that there's like, uh, there's a balance in kind of punishment. So where the, where the mother has the physical punishment that's just right there, the father makes up for in a sort of emotional depletion where... There's no way that the father can experience the same bond that the mother experiences to the child. Yeah. Because the mother carried the child. I think there's definitely a triangulation that happens, especially for the firstborn. And it doesn't last forever, but I mean, the mama bear instincts kick in so strong after Mm -hmm. you give birth. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like there's this protective barrier that's between... For me, it was, you know, with me and my son and I, and it, it's like I had a different relationship with my husband suddenly. It was, it was, I, without, because I, I love him and, and I'm having another child with him, but there was a moment of like, okay, I don't, I don't need you like right now. Like I did what I came on this planet to do. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that does happen. Um, and they say men are most likely to stray within like the first two years after giving interesting because they feel that that disconnect so when you Um, realize that happening what did did you acknowledge it yeah talk about yeah there was oh there's so much it's just transition left and right from the moment you get pregnant um that whole first year is just month to month the child is growing and every time he would go through these like they call them wonder weeks these growth spurts Mm -hmm. like i would experience it too and then we would have to and and needs are different month to month too like sometimes you just need more rest sometimes it's like okay i'm dying i need to get out of the house and go to starbucks for an hour and just stare Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i did do several times um and sometimes i'm it's like oh i just need to feel more intimacy with my partner so it's just constantly communicating that and being very, very honest about all of it. Yeah, I mean, that's a very real thing, that sort of uh, pushing out of the nest experience. Um, and men do feel that. There is that moment where you, you recognize you're not necessary anymore, that there is a love and a bond that exists that you're not a part of mm-hmm. in some ways. And you're, you're sort of on the outside waiting patiently to be accepted back in. <laughs> and, you know, and that's the best that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's complicated, too, because um, at the same time, I like in, during pregnancy, I felt like I was so doted upon. And then it's like the baby's here and it's sort of like we're at war. So uh, yeah. it's like everybody's trying to survive and everybody's sleep deprived and always at their best behavior when you're sleep deprived. Right? Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so there's a little bit of like, OK, now we're at battle. So that attention 
and all those hormones it just you feel that depletion too so it's like go away but but actually can you can you come here So mm-hmm. it's just a crazy mess. Yeah. Yeah. When Life you, is complicated. It is complicated. Sometimes I think about the sheer amount of like advice about pregnancy and so childbirth <laughs> and books and all this stuff written about it. What was kind of like your North Star as far as when oh. you were trying to educate yourself about this? About the pregnancy part or all of it? I, I, I guess about the pregnancy and the childbirth and, and, and even if you want, the first year or so. There was a lot of Googling. Mm-hmm. And then my doctor told me to stay off of Google. <laughs> okay. Um, That's good advice. <laughs> well, except for learning except about for, female anatomy. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Now, that. doing this a second round, I've thrown a lot of that advice out mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think I needed it. I needed, like, me to have some sort of control because it's so you're just you're so surrendered to your body and everything that's going on and then like the anxiety just kicks in like how am I gonna keep a small person alive I have no idea what I'm doing I've never done this before um so having like it's the craziest thing yes it is it's insane you're like oh god but then you see like okay there's like teen moms out there who are doing fine and I mean maybe not great but right yeah <laughs> so, Look, I I appreciate moms yeah. in in because moms ultimately appreciate what I go through, which is in the beginning of creation, you know, it's like I made different things, but I can't even get them to eat. Yeah. We've talked about this. <laughs> or it's you eat that thing and then you eat this thing and that thing's poison. Yeah. And then that thing dies. you got to make another one. And, you know, there's a lot of trial and error. My and son ate a rock today. Sure did. Yeah. 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 Just. But this is yeah. what, what makes me both excited and also drives me crazy is this is a direct relationship to how I deal with people. Dealing with infants is, is my everyday mm-hmm. of like, don't, don't eat a rock. Don't <laughs> blow that place up. What are you doing? Yeah. But now, I, I have a question for you. Because sure? in the beginning, you were a bit more of a helicopter parent. I definitely was. Yeah. 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 And I feel yeah. like now you've got more of a hands-off well, uh, you know, approach to sure? it. Yeah. Like well, you're not writing the blog anymore. No. Yeah. no. Well, helicopter parenting didn't do anything. It doesn't. I tried every single day to intervene, talk to people, save their lives, and it didn't do anything. They were no better or no worse. And that's a, that's a real thing I had to accept, which mothers also have to accept, yeah. is regardless of how much you want to control how your kid's going to turn out, you can't. So you yeah. were scared at the beginning. You were you Yeah. Were more... Yeah, I didn't want, you know, I worked really hard. It took a long time to make people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want it to die. It's and then a, they started murdering and raping and, you know, doing really weird things. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. But what you do want to see and what does happen, and, and I imagine that this is probably the same thing with parenting, too, is that, like, y- you want them to go a certain way. You want what's best for but them. But they have to figure it out themselves. <laughs> but what comes along with that is the brilliance of their own creation mm. that you couldn't even ever think of. Yeah. I would I would think and this is getting maybe a little sad or dark, but I I the fear of losing your child is yeah. so real after giving birth and it's still like it's it's nonstop like a thought in my mind and I mm. can't imagine how people can survive that and there's just child like i had hyperemesis uh during both these pregnancies which is extre- extreme morning sickness kate middleton had it um <laughs> no big deal no, good company dropping. mbd uh 
And the statistics for that is like one out of every three ends in a loss some way. Yeah. And wow. uh, um, maternal mortality is really high for that too. I have a milder version. Thank God. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> um, so there's just so much extreme emotion in that. And I found in my first pregnancy, I lost a lot of my faith mm. um, because everybody's like, oh, you're going to feel so connected. You're going to feel like part of nature and I just found like I was so angry and felt like okay whatever God is out there is not kind and hates women mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm. so it's because the pregnancy the sickness was so the sickness intense. was so bad um and you see also I think as an American just the culture it used to be I was raised Catholic so like I grew up with Mary being on the same level as Jesus and mm-hmm. you hear about you know olden times <laughs> when yeah. it's like yay vagina and sure. all that <laughs> now it's like oh there's no maternity leave for you right so i think look just, you're you're 100 right if yeah. men carried babies there'd be maternity leave i can guarantee yes that's <laughs> not even a joke that's just a real thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and for me i mean i i i did work pretty close afterwards but i felt so much better after having the baby that Mm. I was like, oh, I want to work. I want to be creative. And, and if that should be okay for somebody that wants to do that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, it was a really – it was a dark time for me. Um, People treat you different now that you're a mother? You know, I was afraid of that. I think I've – in my, you know, in my limited blogging that I do, um, I, I, I like dispelling the, like, belief that moms are, you know, on the way out – Mm. or less than or something because that's just not how you feel like you don't you feel like i'm You're more powerful. now i'm yeah. yeah like i'm more in touch i love myself so much more like i grounded you grounded more focused well, yeah thanks mm-hmm. god sure. <laughs> so, i saw that change in you yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah and and you it's like you connect to these other other moms in a way like you've been in in war together not to keep bringing up war uh but <laughs> So there's there's something that feels like oh I don't feel like I'm expiring I feel the opposite but why why does culture say otherwise mm-hmm. but I feel like because I I feel that in me um, I don't get that so much reciprocated to me mm. I'm also not trying to go out for like the 21 year old part you know when right, I audition sure. like yeah. I'm totally fine with embracing that I'm like a mid 30s mom Midwestern type right. You know? Well, you also realize that, you know, a lot of people are excited about their 20s because they're young. Yeah. But the moment you turn 30, you're like, 20s aren't that great. Right. 30s <laughs> actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I is... feel bad for those 20-year-olds yeah. who think that the, this is awesome. The amount of confusion involved in your 20s yeah. is like, looking back on that, yeah. it's a place you don't want to go again. It's yeah. a real thing. This is kind of jumping back to a thing that you were just talking about, but like, I have noticed that even since you've um, given birth, like you were still hyper um, uh, productive. How on earth? How do you have time? (laughs) How do you have the energy to do this? How does she do it all? Honestly, like how do you have the energy? I think it's adjusting to the new normal as best as as I I can. Um, I tend, I think my tendency is to overdo overwork naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, I always seem to have, a lot of projects come my way, thankfully. And I think my, that, while that's a gift, I think that's also like, I need to learn to focus a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm seeing that less is more now. That if I can put 15 minutes a day towards the thing that I really, really, really want, 
um, as opposed to doing, you know, 10 things that I'm kind of mediocre about. Sure. Mm. That's been a lot more productive. I'm very lucky that uh, right now I did save up a good chunk for maternity leave. So I was able to kind of take a long pause off of work. And then my, my husband's business was doing better. So um, so I do have some f- more freedom to work from home. Yeah. Um, but man, it is tough. It's really tough. And there are a lot of days I don't do anything. And for a long time, like months, um, like postpartum months, like four to nine were really hard for me. And that was because, A, my son was going through two different sleep regressions, which sleep is just everything. Sleep <laughs> it's such everything. a gift. Yeah. It's like topic <laughs> Your number health one is, when I talk to new parents. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was such a good sleeper from like week two on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when he stopped sleeping well, it was so hard. Because I was already in the flow of like getting back into my routine. And then it was like, full stop. Yeah. Um, and then we were relaunching Shame of Thrones at that time. And it got crazy. And I think because of all of that happening, it was just, there was, there was, it was almost, it was almost like if you're, you're handed like a weight and you're like, I can't do this. And then they hand you like three more weights. You're like, okay, I got to learn how to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) that's, that's kind of, I, you do grow the muscles. Yeah. 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 I mean, there, I do have those moments where I'll, I'll sit and I'll think, okay, I've, I'm doing okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, asking for a lot of help more these days and just mm-hmm. really seeing okay i need social time today i need you know just to like be alone and have alone time today just so rare <laughs> you're doing great you do a good job of taking the little steps that you need to do and that's something that being a mother uh makes people more aware of is you're more aware of your own needs because you're constantly listening to the needs of a a, a child that can't communicate everything you stop becoming more aware of okay i've got 10 minutes I am fully aware of what the priority of these 10 minutes are, whether it be rest or social time or whatever. Yeah. You know, because you, you've always got something at stake. And that's a gift of motherhood because a lot of people walk around the world feeling lost. And that's why a lot of people have babies when they don't know what else to do. Because it is, in a lot of ways, an anchor that forces you to be more decisive. Mm-hmm. You don't have the time anymore to sort of waffle about your decisions. So... Speaking of having added weights when you were just learning to lift the first. Yeah. <laughs> you've got another one on the way. I do. I do. Congratulations. This one is a girl. Ooh. This yeah. one's a girl. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That'll be a fun new thing to experience. Yeah. I mean, it's totally. Totally different. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of hopping back to advice, you would ask me about advice. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm just trusting my instincts a lot more. Okay. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Because yeah, honestly, like, fuck Ginger. Everybody said Ginger. <laughs> ginger? Like, ginger didn't do shit. Yeah. Ginger, the herb, they tell you to drink that if you're nauseous, but they don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And for what I had, the HG condition that I had, and then I had diabetes, so fun, um, certain things don't apply to that. And right. I didn't know that until, until I did more research. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a part of groups for, of women that have what I have. Mm-hmm. And that's been really helpful just to know, like, okay, I'm not alone. These people are having dark days, too. It's okay. Yeah. And then yeah. this time you're sort of listening to your body more and just being like, this is what I need. I know what I need. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I've really actually been a little more forceful with God, mm-hmm. if you've noticed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah, like, because we do this thing in, in uh, prenatal yoga class where we have to do like the goddess pose and then we move our arms in a way that's supposed to be like manifesting good energy for females. <laughs> yep. And my teacher, she always says like, demand it. 
demand it. And so I've been Ooh. like demanding a Good better energy. experience yeah. and like health this time. Yeah. And I, I do feel like that's been working in some weird so you, way. you've been listening to this. No, I didn't do that. Your brain did that. It's great. Yeah, I'm glad that no. you're experiencing that. Well, that's the thing that we've talked about with the things that you focus on. Mm-hmm. If you're in, you're putting yourself in a mental state where you get up every day and you demand that you feel good, your, your brain's going to override all the other things. So yeah. you're just sitting in the back of the class having a coffee and just watching this happen? I told you, listen, cry <laughs> out for no, you. No, no, I've been very clear about how things work. I, I come in, I can, you know, throw things in your path and whisper in your ears, but I don't go inside and start operating the machine and turning switches and changing dials. I think I just weekly have to remind the audience of your lack of motivation and agency. It's not, <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll add one extra thing to this conversation. <laughs> Human beings are not my top priority. The whole goddamn universe is my priority. Mm-hmm. I'm watching everything. Mm-hmm. You're the ones that think I've got everything focused on you. I'm not. Well, you there might are as other well. things to do. Yeah. No yeah. favorite child in this. I have no. Oh, world. you can't. Yeah. 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 Well, that means nothing matters to anything. Okay. Never, never mind. Oh, that's see, Aaron. Look at this child response. That means it's, nothing you go matters. From like, yeah, well, I'm not your favorite, so I guess I don't matter at all. If you not, do matter, if you matter as much as ducks matter, we either matter really all yeah. of the matter. Ducks are great. Well, okay. Ducks don't get wet. Did you know that? Nope. All oh, right, because it, it beads. It beads. It and beads it floats. off of them. Yeah. There was a book uh, that I read as a kid called "Ducks Don't Get Wet," and I don't know why it took 20 pages to explain, explain it. it. But it's, it's yeah. Because they had to the sell the books. They did, yeah. 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 Uh, That's how they float. Well, how about we get to some audience questions? Great. All right. Um, you've already answered this one. Why do women need to carry the baby? Yeah. And it's basically one of your platitudes about balance. Sure. I, I, well, so- here's, here's the thing that I'll tell you. You know, uh, men and women are equipped to do different things in different halves of the equation. You know... Men, when we talk about the sort of the trauma that that women go through, mm-hmm. um, the mental and emotional experience of of giving life, men also experience the mental and emotional trauma of death, because they are mostly asked to kill other people, mm-hmm. and you've seen soldiers coming back from war trying to process the the real thing of death, and men are also you know. Women are, women are not given value in some ways and given value in other ways. And, you know, when we were talking about the, the father sort of being pushed out of the nest experience. Yes. That's a real thing. And the fact that men are constantly growing up with, a, with the experience of being replaceable, that mm. you're just a thing, that we can send you into war at any given moment or if the ship's sinking, you should probably just hang here and die because your life isn't really that necessary. Yeah, we're basically super soakers. Right, but that's but that's also everybody pays a price in a different way, and women get to women go through a lot, and they also get to experience the value of things in which men will never get to experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the whole, it's the whole thing. It's like if you if you face a challenge, you get the reward for that thing, but if you don't even get to step into that realm and face that challenge, you you'll never tap into that side of the existence. It's sad. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I just read an article that said that men today are like three times more there for their children than previous generation. Yeah. Um, seeing 
seeing my husband become a father is one of the coolest experiences and it is beautiful there's yeah. there's more emotional space for for them to step into that arena now totally you know from every side yeah uh aaron do you have any final questions for god uh uh you know what do i do with this like baby shark song uh how how do i get my child to like it less well, you can control that. I'm sorry. You you know what you can do. You know how the house works and the technology works. If you got rid of your TV and your phones and all those things, there's nothing Adolfo can do about it. He's not going to go get a job or find some way to... You feed him Baby Shark. It's yeah. true, but it's the only thing that will settle him while I change his it, diaper. But it isn't. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, if you want, yeah. I can head over... It's the only thing in the universe now. <laughs> I can head over with He's, the guitar. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, I've just been really into country lately, so yes, I could do some Chris great. Stapleton or Robert Earl Keane. Um, I'll listen, call you seven times a day. Sure. I get why there are a lot of parents that are tapping into things like playing Baby Shark or just giving toddlers iPads because you need that moment to take a, a break for a second. The problem with modern technology is we have an out. You go, I could deal with my kid being frustrated right now or... I could press this button that plays Baby Shark. Yes. Yeah, it's hard to not press that button. It's a real thing, especially when you're tired and, you know, I get it. It is literally impossible to change a child that is, like, all over the place. Yeah, they're fun. Mm -hmm. Baby Mm -hmm. Shark, instantly, he's like, and I'm ready to be changed. (laughs) Yeah. This is amazing. It's cute. (laughs) I need to get into this this band yeah it's a constant question of do i do like like where society's going like do i push more technology because that's that's like how we become aliens you know like you Mm. look at aliens and you think tech heavy inactive neutral you know um or do i do i not and then they're withdrawn from that oh my god the pressure of that decision like i i actually wish that we'd i'll tell you this (laughs) whatever you let them do they're going to build muscles towards that. Yeah. And the things that they're not doing, they're not going to build those muscles. It's a, it's literally a cause and effect mm-hmm. thing. So what do you want them to be good at? And it's as simple as that. Yeah. I, I do see like already there's just natural, you know, tendencies and likes and dislikes that, that he has. Um, mm. You know, he's very physically active. That's and when he was born, like I even felt him, and I had never been pregnant before, and I kept thinking, like this kid is strong, like he's so <laughs> strong, and I had no frame like to compare that to whatsoever. And then when he was born, the nurse, the first thing she said was, "This kid is really strong." Yeah, this kid works out. Yeah, this is awesome. he's been he's been doing reps inside the whole time. So we've been just like taking him to baby gym, and you know, like doing. He just loves like that is his thing, like strength and physically very smart. Like he grabbed my keys and immediately went to the door the other day. I'm like, when did you pick that up? This is incredible. <laughs> yeah. You should go to Professor Xavier's school. <laughs> exactly. So I think I think it's kind of like intuitive eating in a way. Like you don't have to put too much pressure or like make them sit and play piano every day. Like I think enhancing what they already naturally really love. Yeah. That's how you make them extraordinary or at least mm-hmm. bring their gifts to full Look, fruition. they're their own person. That's a huge thing that a lot of parents ignore. The, one of the frustrating things that I see with, with parents and, and, and you know, the, the family is when they're like, make them do that trick. 
You you said this the other day. Oh, you know, they, they treat kids like they're performing monkeys all yeah. the time. It's right. like, he doesn't want to do that right now. He's in the middle of playing. He's a person. Let him do his thing. If he wants to do it, he'll do it. Yeah. That's just my little PSA out there. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop making your kids hug people they don't want to and, you know, do tricks. They're not monkeys. Then again, monkeys are also not monkeys. Stop making them do tricks. Yeah. Well, Aaron... Um, just thank you. Thank you so much for coming oh, on. Oh, my pleasure. Educating my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, this was this was a super fun one. And uh, I just, I I feel really, really special for being here right now. Yeah. God. Yeah. Thank you. What, what, do you. what do you got going on in your world, Aaron, oh, besides yeah. having two babies? <laughs> um, oh, what do I got going on? Well, I have, um, I, I make a lot of parody content and music videos, um, which is, uh, you can see that on one of my YouTube channels, Epic Robot TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of like Game of Thrones parody content, mashing up Disney or Hamilton with that. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Yeah. They're just, you know, ridiculous things. Check out if Epic you wanna... Robot. It's fantastic. Yeah. So if you want to check that out. Um, I've got a couple of things in the works. Uh, I'm working on a new stage show that's a musical that is about brunch. (laughs) 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 Um, And uh, yeah, uh, there's another film that I'm, that I'm working on too. So where, where can we follow your things? How do we, how do we keep track Um, of you? Mostly I'm on Instagram these days, which is at Aaron Stegeman, which is S T E G E M A N. Um, That's mostly where I'm at. Nice. Or Starbucks. Or Starbucks. Yeah, in LA. If you enter one, <laughs> the real probably world. there. Oh, and I have a, a series, uh, Shocktail Party, that's on Amazon that I wrote and directed two episodes. Uh, so you can check that out. Fem- I have not seen that yet. I can't wait to see that. Femme Fatales and Kids. Those are my two episodes. All okay, right. Cool. Yeah. Those are great. Well, if you are inspired by all the things that Erin does, go check out her things. And you could also tweet at us at Podcast on Twitter. And uh, as always, we can use those ratings and reviews. Yeah, tell one friend about the show. That's, that's your homework. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, word of mouth. But honestly, you know, if you're listening, we're happy. And everybody, go look up your other gender's reproductive system. S- seems like shots it's fired just at me. really... Straight <laughs> across the bow. Education is super important. I basically Stay. remembered what it was when she started talking All about right, it. All right, and we'll see you next time. That's Entertainment Podcast Network. Entertainment and culture. Artist owned. Fan supported.